Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Everyday PM Podcast. My name is Ann Campia. I am your main host for today. And for those joining you for the first time, this podcast is where we talk about project management principles and how they impact your everyday life. Joining me is um, actually for uh, the multiple times is William Wilson, who has joined me on previous podcasts. But Will, for those who have not, William, for those who have not met you yet, uh, give us a little bit of an introduction to yourself. Well, I am, uh, I'm currently a master's candidate for supply chain management. Um, thought it felt well, you know, continuing my education after the master's in project management. Um, should graduate in December. Um, I am currently a branch manager for Smithfield Foods. Um, I work with, you know, all sorts of different um different processes, procedures, you know, all, all the ways that we do as PMs and, you know, go from there. I mean, <laughs> just, just a million different ways, you know, we go about this. That's so true. There's just so many facets of what we do. Right. Um, but the best way we describe it is maybe we are the, the fixers. We are the glue. We are the kind of motivators. However, we are utilized. We are the project managers within our respective fields. Um, and today's topic is an interesting one. So kind of follow me here, William, in terms of how we set up today's topic, right? So you're on the highway. Mm-hmm. You see a, you're, you're driving speed limit, everybody else. Perfect. You know, speed limit driving along with you. And then you see this crazy driver. And what I mean by crazy is you kind of see them on the horizon. Like you're looking in the rear view, you see them coming up. They're a few hundred you know, feet away from you, however far back you can see, mm-hmm. but you can tell they're swerving, you know, whether they're swerving from whatever reason they're, they're kind of swerving in and out of their lanes. They're driving over the speed limit. They're cutting off vehicles. They're tailgating and you see this approaching. Would you classify that scenario, this car, this car that is looming in the horizon of your rear view mirror as a risk in terms of a potential accident that's waiting to happen? Would you classify it as an issue for you as, you know, this has come to fruition in some sense in the current situation of you being the perfect driver on this beautiful highway and you kind of seeing this in the horizon? How would you describe the scenario that I painted you in? You know, I, I think that's an interesting question. I think you have to look at it as really a risk um, because, number one, you know, if you have a family with you, you are driving by yourself. However, you're driving, you know, nobody wants to have an accident and, you know, nobody wants to, you know, be or have, you know, some sort of risk that, you know, puts them in a bad spot. Um, for this particular one, I would tell you that I probably would move over, give them plenty of room and slow down. You know, I think you have to be of the mindset, especially as a PM or, you know, as, as a dad or as, you know, a husband or, you know, as a grandson, even, you know, however you want to look at it, you have to be of the mindset of, you know, you have to be, you know, proactively looking for that risk and, you know, mitigating it as such. And I love that you kind of, you know, went along with my little scenario here. And for those who haven't caught on, our topic for today is risk management, right? How to identify risks, understanding what that means for a pro- as a project manager. But in this particular scenario, you know, 
risk management is something we do even in our everyday lives, as William pointed out, you know, whether you're a father, whether you're a coworker, whatever your kind of the hat that you're wearing, you're constantly even assessing risks in your everyday life. Uh, for many of us, you know, risks happen as soon as we walk out the door and are on our way uh, to our to our office to drop off kids, whatever that may be. And the same thing goes when you're a project manager and you get handed a project or you're already full into a project and you see things on the horizon or you suspect something might go wrong. Um, I think it's important that we start with how we differentiate between a risk and an issue, right? Because the PMBOK, the project management body of knowledge, defines a risk as an uncertain event or condition that if it occurs, has a positive or negative effect on projects objectives. Whereas an issue is an event or condition that has already happened and has impacted or is currently impacting the project objectives. So, you know, William, going back to that scenario that we painted ourselves in, right, of being that car that's driving speed limit and you see something uh, in your rear view that may cause an accident. I mean, that's obviously per definition a risk that potentially could be an issue if you guys actually got into an accident. Um, so I think these are things that are obviously scenarios that happen in our everyday lives. And I'm sure we can paint a few more of those that we would see as risks, whether positive or negative, right? Absolutely. And, and you know, you, you do, you have to look and, and be thinking, you know, it's, it's like chess. You're thinking three steps ahead of somebody. Same way you would with driving down the road with, uh, with something like that happening. You're thinking to yourself, you know, I have, you know, I have these, these people next to me. You know, I have, you know, the, this family that's in the car with me, I have all these different things. And, you know, my objective is always to mitigate that risk and to, you know, make sure that that everybody goes home the same way that they came, came, came in. Um, Many times I use that with my, my employees. I've used it with different projects, different things that I've done. You know, I use that that saying, you know, I want you to leave the same way you came in. That's walking, talking and upright. Yeah, exactly. And, and the same thing I think goes that same kind of protection that we, that you're kind of describing as the risk manager, quote unquote, for your family is the same approach that we would want to take on any of the projects we're working on for our companies, right? Because the more we as project managers can be the proactive safeguard for our business, our line of business, um, whether it's against negative risks that we foresee, or it's taking advantage of positive risks, right? That could potentially even add more value to the project if we were to take those positive risks on. Uh, we as project managers wear that hat. We have a very significant role in being able to um, influence the company to move in either direction, whether it's to pursue an opportunity or to detract a potential negative risk. Absolutely. And, you know, utilization of a good risk register, you know, doing those things. And, you know, even from the beginning, you're planning for risk, whether they be headwinds or tailwinds. And, you know, you're looking for, you know, same way with, um, with your driving down the road analogy. I mean, you're looking ahead of you, you're looking behind you and you're looking at each side, you know, to make sure 
that you're planning. You're always planning in the same way you are with a project. I mean, you're always planning. You're looking for any potential that, that could come up or arise at that point. Agreed. And I like that you brought up a risk register, right? Uh, that is a very common tool that we as project managers use to track risks. Uh, it's a, a form of documentation. Can you describe a little bit, William, of your experience with that? Maybe you have some tips and tricks for those that are listening on how to use a risk register. The way I like to do it has always been a little bit different. I like to sit down at the beginning of a, a project and think about each individual section, each individual thing that has to be done and you know, start writing down the potential places where things could happen. You know, whether it could be something as as simple as, you know, somebody, you know, cuts their finger or God forbid, you know, there's ever a, um, you know, a potential where somebody could get seriously hurt or, you know, where you have a loss of, you know, a, a loss of physical property or you have something get damaged or, you know, something along those lines, you know, each individual risk has to be assessed. You have to quantify that risk, you know, as, you know, headwind, tailwind, and, you know, then you have to work on your mitigation strategy and plan for it from there. I mean, it, it, if you're planning for it, you can definitely mitigate probably 90% of the things that come up, in my opinion. I love that statement. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that is the complexity of the business environment, right? Is if you take a step back, that is the, I, I agree with you. I think that is the truth. If we are that proactive in risk mitigation and risk management, then absolutely. I think the, a, a huge chunk of that can be mitigated before they become issues. I think the problem that we're seeing is a lot of companies do not embrace that risk management culture, right? Their appetite for risk is probably very low or, or they just don't have a process or a people in place to be able to oversee this part of the business. Um, and to your point, it, may, it might be even be that they don't understand how much risk they can actually deter if they had all of the proper channels in place, all of the teams in place, um, what else, reporting in place, and kind of the overall culture of the company as well in place to be able to manage risks in the way that you're describing them. Um, to the level that you're describing them in that 90% plus of the risks that we see today would just never come to fruition, which I think is an amazing statistic, whether it's proven or not. I, I would tend to agree with you, William, that I think with those measures in place, a lot of companies will see the value of risk management. It's just getting the company there, getting their culture there to be able to accept that it's needed and championed by the company. Well, and it has to be championed by the PM, you know, nobody, you know, nobody can, can, you know, go backwards. You can always look forward. And the way that you look forward is, is by proper planning, by making sure that you, you have taken, taken all of the time you can and that your, your company, your, you know, position will physically allow you to, and you have really thought through all of the different things. I mean, I, I can't tell you, I have, I have worked in places where we have had to make that phone call that, you know, somebody wasn't coming home and, you know, that, 
by itself, I can still see those people to this day. And, and those are the things that really stick with you. And, and I think my approach to risk and my thought about risk mitigation and all the different things that go with it, you know, come from the fact that, you know, these people, uh, I still, you know, it's still to this day. I mean, it reverberates with me. Anytime we talk about risk, I start thinking about these folks. Absolutely. And it's, it's, it's exactly what you're saying. It's ingrained, right? Every time uh, you have some sort of experience in, in which you described or even little things as project managers that tend to add up, uh, we hate making the same mistake twice. And often we find that when it comes to this world or this conversation about risk is uh, many of the kind of aha moments for me as a project manager or those moments that kind of stick with me because it's moments that I don't want to repeat again are directly related to risks that I should have anticipated, right? And I can't tell you how many times or how many instances I have spent just thinking about previous experiences and how I definitely want to try to avoid them again. Um, but it's, it's, it's difficult because we see risks Again, going back to kind of the overarching topic, which is we see risks in our personal lives and in our professional lives. And to be able to have the capacity to account for that and then to kind of implement what you're describing as what I think is like a superpower, which is to be able to have the foresight to project if risks are going to happen next week, uh, next month, next year, 10 years from now into the future of any projects you're working on. I think that's a very, very, uh, um, what's the right word here? It's a very inherent and strong skill set for somebody to have. And in my opinion, I think it might take years of experience as well. But even then, it's, it's, it's knowing when to call those out to your, to your management. It's knowing when to act on the risks and how to properly mitigate them. Um, do you have any risk responses that you are particularly uh, what's it, retracted to with any of them that you typically use uh, more often than others? Well, I, I can tell you that, you know, I, I plan for risk. I think through risk. Um, for example, if, if I am going to be building a building and, and we have different phases of construction that we're doing and, you know, if we have, you know, plumbers on site and we're roughing in the, the plumbing, you know, into the foundations and things like that. The first thing I'm going to think about is number one, you know, are we, you know, I, I want to make sure that number one, these people are safe. Number two, you know, that we're, you know, everything is up to code. Number three, you know, I mean, all these different things, you know, come from, you know, years of having done you know, all these different things and having, you know, been a part of many different projects, some of which, you know, failed miserably. And I'll be the first one to admit that. And, but on the flip side, you know, I have always taken things from the different projects I've had, the different uh, positions I've had and, you know, learned. And, you know, that has made me you know, really, I wouldn't say risk abhorrent, but uh, very much risk adverse if, if the risk is, if the reward is just not there. If it doesn't make sense, then I'm probably going to avoid it. 
Agreed. And I think, yeah. And you, you touch on some of them, right? Risk avoidance. If, if, if it's not worth it, maybe you just completely just avoid the risk that's you see on the horizon. You can transfer the risk, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe there's, there's a means to transfer the risk and kind of lower uh, the severity of it. If you're able to transfer it over to your legal team, for example, who might have a better on what, if it's a regulatory concern, I'm just making it up, but there's Absolutely. ways to transfer, transfer the risk over to the appropriate um, stakeholder. You can escalate it, right? You can just say, you know what? I don't get paid enough as a project manager. This is above my pay grade. Let's move it up to the higher stakeholders, have them give them the data they need to support making a decision on it, but escalate it up, right? Up the chain. Um, you can try to mitigate it yourself, which I feel is for me is, is one that I try to implement as much as possible whenever possible, um, which also involves either not just you as a project manager, but you working with your boss, you working with your team, you know, involving other cross-functional teams. There's ways to mitigate the risks as a team. And then the last type of risk response is risk acceptance. Um, I feel like that's another one where I've seen very often the risk is, I hate to, I, I kind of despise the saying, William, but it is what it is. I hear that a lot. And often when we kind of analyze the risk and we see that there's no potential mitigation point, maybe it's too late. We don't have enough time to swerve, right? Um, Mm -hmm. We know the car is going to rear end us. We just know it's coming. Maybe we just have to kind of do what we can to accept that the accident is going to happen and hope that, you know, we've got our seatbelts on, we've got our arms, you know, in the places and you kind of brace for that impact. That's kind of what risk acceptance is, is you've done what you can to try to mitigate the risks, but there just may not be an out to it. And so those are the various types of risk responses, the formal types of risk responses that, you know, the project management industry has set forth, but there's just so many others, right. That we just kind of encapsulate from not only our professional experiences as project managers, but even things that you've done in your personal life, how have you mitigated risks that happened to you outside of work? Um, maybe there's techniques that you've done for yourself that have helped you make those decisions. And I think that's where we can kind of like roll it up all together, all the experiences we've had in our lives and be able to employ those to at the end of the day, really just try to either avoid negative risks or really take those opportunities and try to enhance the return on investment for ourselves. Absolutely. And you have to know the, the, and make the investment in yourself and in doing so. And by that, what I'm saying is, is that you have to be willing to, you know, learn, spend a day with the health and safety inspector you know, spend a day with a build a city building inspector, um, spend time with code enforcement, do some of those things, you know, even an OSHA inspector, you know, as, as much as that comes up. I mean, you can spend a good amount of time with someone and learn, you know, learn from their experience, learn from, from the things that they have seen and done and, you know, and, and definitely, that's where a lot of my experiences come. I've spent many days with health and safety. I've done, you know, a lot of those things and a lot of it, a lot of the good things that, 
that I have been able to do have been directly correlated to the experience I had spending with these folks with, you know, the day and time of, you know, spending, spending that extra little bit of time with, with this person or that person and, you know, learning what it is that, you know, makes those people tick, what it is that, you know, I can do as a PM to ensure that those things don't happen to other people. And, you know, how, how can I help my company, my employer, my, my, uh, you know, my team to, make sure that we don't have that happen to us. We don't have somebody get hurt. We don't have someone, you know, uh, that doesn't go home in the evening. And, and that's, that is by far the things that keep me up at night. I think with that, that was very well said. And it's, it's a, a beautiful piece of advice for everybody as, as project managers, we are not alone in this, in our careers, right? We have a whole, team that we can lean on in, in your personal life. I hope that you have friends, family, folks that you can also lean on to, to learn uh, through their experiences, how they've been able to manage risks in their lives or um, in their professional experiences as well. So do what you can to not only tackle risks head on as a project manager, but involve your team whenever possible, because I think some of the best ideas on how to mitigate come from uh a group of people. So William, with that being said, I think that will do it for this episode of the Everyday PM podcast. I am always honored to have your presence in this podcast. Um, Thank you so much for your experience and your advice to the listeners on risk management. And for folks who want to carry on the conversation, uh, can you share out if you have a LinkedIn for them to follow? Absolutely. Um, you know, LinkedIn at William D. Wilson. Um, I am, I am always on LinkedIn, so I am always glad to answer any questions, any, anything I can do to help, uh, help somebody and really pay it forward. I am, I'm glad to do. I would absolutely encourage everyone to take William up on that offer. He is a, uh, he has a plethora of knowledge on this and, and other topics, project management related. So definitely give him a follow and shoot him a message with any further questions on the topic. So uh, William, thank you so much for joining me. For everyone, I am Ann Campia. You can also find me on LinkedIn as well. Feel free to shoot me any questions or comments on this topic or other project management related topics as well. So that will do it for this installment of the Everyday PM podcast. Appreciate everybody for tuning in. And until next time, take care. Thank you.